Back to Basics, Orthopedic Positioning, by Lisa Spruce. Abstract. Orthopedic patients have unique needs related to safe positioning for surgery and often require the use of specialized tables and equipment. It can be challenging to position patients securely using specialty orthopedic positioning equipment while maintaining proper body alignment and preventing injury. Positioning patients is a team effort that involves the perioperative nurse, surgeon, anesthesia professional, and other personnel as needed, for example, first assistants and surgical technologists. This Back to Basics article addresses some of the challenges that perioperative RNs may face when positioning a patient for orthopedic surgery and offers guidance on how to position orthopedic patients safely in the supine, fowler, and semi-fowler, hemilithotomy, lateral, and prone positions. In the 2014 report, Annual Incidents of Common Musculoskeletal Procedures and Treatment, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons presented national total joint replacement data from 2000 to 2011. According to the report, there were an estimated 645,062 total knee arthroplasties, 306,600 total hip arthroplasties, 29,414 total shoulder arthroplasties, and 465,070 spinal fusions performed in the United States in 2011. These data indicate a 128% increase in total knee arthroplasties, an 86% increase in total hip arthroplasties, a 307% increase in total shoulder arthroplasties, and a 121% increase in spinal fusions, compared with incidence data from 2000. The aging baby boomer generation will likely continue to fuel the increasing demand for orthopedic procedures. Given the high number of orthopedic procedures being performed per year, it is likely that most perioperative nurses will care for patients undergoing orthopedic procedures during their career. There are many important care considerations for patients undergoing orthopedic procedures. One of the most important tasks for the perioperative team is positioning these patients safely for surgery. AORN's Guideline for Positioning the Patient is a comprehensive resource for positioning patients that perioperative nurses can refer to when seeking guidance on positioning patients for surgery. This Back to Basics article focuses on basic positioning considerations for patients undergoing orthopedic procedures. The goals of patient positioning include providing exposure of the surgical site, maintaining the patient's comfort and privacy, providing access to intravenous IV lines, and monitoring equipment, allowing for optimal ventilation by maintaining a patient airway and avoiding constriction or pressure on the chest or abdomen. Maintaining circulation and protecting muscles, nerves, bony prominences, joints, skin, and vital organs from injury. Observing and protecting fingers, toes, and genitals. And stabilizing the patient to prevent unintended shifting or movement. Positioning patients is a team effort that involves a perioperative nurse, surgeon, anesthesia professional, and other personnel as needed, for example, first assistants and surgical technologists. It is perioperative team members' responsibility to advocate for the patient and to maintain the patient's dignity and privacy throughout the positioning process. All members of the perioperative team who are involved in positioning the patient are responsible for assessing and evaluating the patient's risk for injury, anticipating the extent of exposure that is necessary for surgical access, gathering and properly using positioning equipment and devices, 
Monitoring the patient during the procedure, ensuring proper body mechanics and alignment during patient positioning, respecting the patient's physical limitations that may affect positioning, implementing interventions to provide for the patient's comfort and safety, and protecting the patient's circulatory, respiratory, musculoskeletal, neurological, and integumentary structures. Failure to position the patient appropriately and safely may be viewed as a failure to meet the duty of care owed to the patient and could be deemed negligence following the doctrine of res ipsa loquitur, the thing speaks for itself, in which there is an assumption that the event causing the injury was under the control of the healthcare provider. Therefore, it is of the utmost importance to follow the guidance found in AORN's Guideline for Positioning the Patient to protect patients and healthcare providers. How to guide. There are multiple positions that may be necessary for patients undergoing orthopedic surgery. Depending on the surgery being performed, patients may be placed in the supine, fowler or semi-fowler, hemilithotomy, lateral, or prone positions for orthopedic procedures. Supine position. Patients undergoing orthopedic procedures that require access to the front of the body, such as patients with multiple injuries that require simultaneous procedures, or those that require intramedullary nailing of tibial fractures, may be placed in the supine position. In a prospective randomized control trial of 85 patients, McKee and others compared intramedullary nailing of tibial fractures with manual traction with patients in the supine position to patients placed on a fracture table. The researchers found that patients in the supine position had significantly reduced positioning time and that this position allowed simultaneous procedures to be performed. The supine position places extra pressure on the skin over the back of the head, scapula, elbows, sacrum, coccyx, and heels. AORN's Guideline for Positioning the Patient offers recommendations for positioning practices to decrease pressure on these areas that are prone to pressure injury. When positioning the patient supine, the patient's arms should be tucked to the sides with a draw sheet, secured at the sides with arm guards, flexed and secured across the body, or extended on arm boards, abducted less than 90 degrees. When tucking and securing the patient's arms with a draw sheet, the arms should be in a neutral position with the palms facing the body and the elbows not hyperextended. The team members positioning the patient should pull the draw sheet up between the patient's body and arm, place the sheet over the patient's arm, and tuck the sheet between the patient and the OR bed mattress. The sheet should be tight enough to secure the arm, but not so tight that it becomes a source of pressure, and should extend from the mid-upper arm to the fingertips. These interventions prevent the patient's arms from falling off the mattress and resting on the metal portion of the OR bed. Lateral rotation of the patient's head can occur in the supine position and lead to nerve injuries, including damage to the ulnar nerve caused by increased pressure and stretching of the brachial plexus. The risk for brachial plexus injury is also increased when the patient's arm is abducted more than 90 degrees. Therefore, it is important to maintain neutral alignment of the patient's head and arms. Positioning interventions for the lower body in the supine position include supporting the patient's lumbosacral area with a pillow or pad, flexing the patient's knees 5 to 10 degrees, for example, by placing a soft pillow under the knees, placing a safety strap approximately 2 inches above the patient's knees, keeping the patient's ankles uncrossed, 
and elevating the patient's heels off the underlying surface. It is important to redistribute the pressure on a patient's heels by using a heel suspension device that is designed not only to elevate the heel, but also to distribute the weight of the patient's leg along the calf. Another way to redistribute the pressure on the heels is to elevate and support the patient's calves with a pressure redistributing surface that is wide enough to accommodate the externally rotated malleolus. Fowler and semi-fowler positions. A variation of the supine position is the fowler position, that is, sitting position, or the semi-fowler position, that is, semi-sitting or beach chair position. This position is used for orthopedic procedures that require access to the shoulder, for example, shoulder arthroscopy. One advantage of this position for shoulder surgery is that if the procedure is being performed laparoscopically, it gives the surgeon an option to convert the procedure to an anterior open approach more easily than if the patient was positioned laterally. Cerebral hypoperfusion is a serious consequence of the follower or semi-follower positions. Therefore, the degree of patient head elevation should be minimized as much as possible. When patients experience cerebral hypoperfusion, the brain is at risk for ischemic injury, which can cause cognitive decline, organ injury, stroke, and death. It is also important to maintain the patient's head in a neutral position without excessive extension, flexion, or rotation. Hyperextension of the patient's neck could result in spinal cord injury, while rotation of the patient's neck could lead to neuropathy from compression or stretching of the glossopharyngeal, vagus, and hypoglossal nerves. Other complications that may result from improper head positioning include hypoglossal nerve palsy and stroke. Perioperative team members should always be aware and monitor the patient's head position during the procedure and any positioning activities and take corrective action as soon as the safety concern is identified. Perioperative team members should not use a horseshoe-shaped head positioner if possible because of the risk of injury to the lesser occipital or greater auricular nerve. Other positioning interventions for patients in the fowler or semi-fowler position include flexing and securing the patient's arms or non-operative arm across the body, positioning the operative arm to either be held by the surgeon or assistant or be supported with an arm positioning device, minimizing extension and external rotation of the operative arm, placing padding under the patient's buttocks, flexing the patient's knees to 30 degrees, and positioning the safety strap across the patient's thighs. The perioperative nurse should apply sequential compression devices to limit venous pooling. The sitting position should not be used for patients who have ventriculoperitoneal shunts if possible. When positioning the obese patient, the abdominal panis should not rest on the thighs. Hemilithotomy position. A common position used for patients who are undergoing a fracture fixation is the hemilithotomy position. This is a variation of the lithotomy position in which the patient is placed on a fracture table with his or her non-operative leg positioned in standard lithotomy and the operative leg straightened and placed in traction. The danger of placing a patient's non-operative leg in this position is the risk of developing well-leg compartment syndrome. Compartment syndrome can occur when pressure exerted on a muscle builds to a point at which blood flow to the muscle is decreased, preventing oxygen and nourishment to the muscle. If pressure is not relieved, Permanent damage to the muscle or tissue death can occur. 
AORN recommends against using the hemilithotomy position if possible. Tan and others studied 10 patients undergoing intramedullary nailing while in the hemilithotomy position and found that the calf compartment pressure in the non-operative legs increased by more than 18 millimeters mercury and the pressure remained elevated until the leg was taken down. This increase in pressure was the direct result of mechanical compression from the leg holder. In addition to compartment syndrome, Sue and others reported a case of non-operative leg foot drop in a patient in the hemilithotomy position. The case involved a 28-year-old female patient who sustained a comminuted spiral fracture of her right femur during a motor vehicle accident. Her non-operative leg was placed in 80 degrees of hip flexion, 30 degrees of abduction, and 105 degrees of knee flexion, and was held in a boot without leg holders or knee straps. Postoperatively, the patient complained of severe numbness in her foot and difficulty moving. She was diagnosed with common peroneal nerve palsy, was fitted with an orthotic, and underwent physical therapy. She made a complete recovery at three months. The authors concluded that the injury occurred because of compression from the positioning of the non-operative leg and recommended releasing the extremities at regular intervals or implementing alternative surgical approaches if personnel expect procedures to be lengthy. Patients are frequently placed on a fracture or traction table for fixation of hip fractures or for hip arthroplasty or hip arthroscopy. In addition to the hemilithotomy position, patients can be placed in the supine, lateral, or prone position on a fracture table. Boning and others offer some consideration when placing patients on a fracture table. Patients should be anesthetized on a gurney or bed before being moved onto the fracture table. The perineal post should be well padded, and the patient's feet should be padded. The authors acknowledge the potential risks of the hemilithotomy position and offer strategies for decreasing risk, including increasing doses of muscle relaxants, making sure that the traction is released when no longer needed, and periodically releasing the traction during the surgery. Lateral position. Another position used for orthopedic procedures is the lateral position, which is commonly used for procedures that involve the hip or shoulder. In this position, the patient is placed on the non-operative side. For example, for a left total hip arthroplasty, the patient would be placed in the right lateral position. Patients are at risk for injury because of the pressure exerted on the dependent side. At-risk areas are the ear, elbow, shoulder, iliac crest, hip, knee, and ankle. This position also puts patients at risk for compartment syndrome and rhabdomyolysis. Wigisuria and others reported a case of a 20-year-old male patient who fell from a ladder and sustained an intraarticular fracture of the right distal humerus and a stable undisplaced fracture of the right distal fibula. The patient was positioned in the left lateral position on a fracture table with pelvic support, and the right arm was free over an L-shaped bar without the use of a tourniquet. The left forearm was secured, flexed at the elbow, padded and positioned so that the hand was adjacent to the patient's face. The patient was a bodybuilder, and because of the large size of the triceps on the operative arm, the surgery was technically demanding and lasted 4.5 hours. After awakening, the patient complained of excruciating pain in his left arm, which he had been lying on throughout the surgery. Clinical examination revealed a hugely swollen, red, and extremely tender deltoid area, 
the patient could not abduct his arm because of the pain. The patient was diagnosed with compartment syndrome and was immediately transferred back to the OR for a fasciotomy. The patient subsequently underwent plastic surgery for the triceps wound associated with the fracture. After six months, he was completely healed and resumed work. The authors noted that the patient had been abusing systemic anabolic steroids for bodybuilding, which may have put him at additional risk of developing compartment syndrome. Perioperative team members should also be aware that prolonged surgery in the lateral position can lead to vascular congestion and hypoventilation in the dependent lung. Therefore, patients who have pre-existing pulmonary or cardiac disease may not tolerate this position. AORN's guideline for positioning the patient recommends that perioperative team members adhere to the following for patients in the lateral position. Keep patients in the lateral position for the shortest period of time possible. Reposition patients at facility-established intervals to decrease the risk of compartment syndrome. Place a pillow or head positioner under the patient's head. Monitor the dependent ear to make sure it is not folded. Position the patient's arms on two levels, parallel arm boards with one arm on each board, and both abducted less than 90 degrees. Place a roll under the patient's dependent thorax, distal to the axillary fold at the level of the 7th to 9th rib, using a device designed for this use. Do not use a rolled sheet or towel. Verify bilateral radial pulses after placing the roll. Maintain the patient's physiological spinal alignment. Place a safety restraint across the patient's hips. Flex the patient's dependent leg at the hip and knee while keeping the upper leg straight and a pillow placed between the legs. Have the dependent knee, foot, and ankle. Prone position. The prone surgical position is most often used for procedures requiring a posterior approach. These are most commonly spine surgeries. This position presents some potentially severe complications for the patient. Placing a patient prone puts pressure on the abdomen, which can reduce blood flow through the inferior vena cava, causing engorgement of the paravertebral and epidural veins, leading to increased bleeding in the surgical field. Coupled with a decrease in blood pressure and hypovolemia, this can cause decreased perfusion to major organs and increase the risk of acute kidney injury. A devastating complication of prone positioning is postoperative vision loss, POVL, caused by ischemic optic neuropathy and central retinal artery occlusion. Most cases of POVL are associated with prolonged spine procedures under general anesthesia. Posterior lumbar fusions and correction of scoliosis are associated with the highest rates of POVL. Ischemic optic neuropathy is most commonly related to a combination of blood loss, hypotension, and an increase in orbital venous pressure. The prone and Trendelenburg positions can raise orbital pressure, which causes a decrease in tissue perfusion of the eye. To decrease the risk of POVL for patients in the prone position, to pass in others, recommend placing patients in some degree of reverse Trendelenburg, preventing pressure on the patient's face, maintaining blood pressure, performing close invasive monitoring, and staging procedures to limit blood loss and decrease duration of anesthesia. AORN's Guideline for Positioning the Patient recommends that perioperative team members adhere to the following when positioning the patient in the prone position. Place the patient in the prone position for the shortest time possible. Place the patient's head in a neutral position.
Place the patient's face in a face positioner to protect the forehead, eyes, and chin. Monitor the patient's eyes to verify that there is no direct pressure on the eye throughout the procedure. Tuck the patient's arms at the sides with a draw sheet. Secure the arms at the sides with arm guards. Place the arms on arm boards positioned parallel to the OR bed, or place the arms on an armrest with adjustment joints designed for that purpose. Position the patient on two chest supports that extend from the clavicle to the iliac crest, and make sure that full lung and abdominal expansion are allowed. Make sure the patient's breasts, abdomen, and genitals are free from torsion or pressure. Pad the patient's knees. Elevate the patient's toes off the bed by placing padding under the shins. Check the patient's pedal pulses after positioning the patient in the knee-chest position. Have a gurney readily available to reposition the patient rapidly, from prone to supine, for cardiopulmonary resuscitation if needed. Benefit Positioning the patient for orthopedic surgery is one of the most important tasks for the orthopedic perioperative team. Performing patient positioning may require lifting, pushing, or pulling motions, and therefore presents a high risk for musculoskeletal injury to the lower back or shoulders of the perioperative team members who perform these tasks. Safe positioning practices can therefore help prevent injury to both patients and team members. Strategies for Success To achieve a successful positioning outcome, perioperative RN should first conduct an assessment to identify factors that may put the patient at an increased risk for positioning injury. For patients undergoing orthopedic procedures, this assessment should include the type of procedure, estimated length of the procedure, ability of the patient to tolerate the planned position, amount of surgical exposure required, ability of the anesthesia professional to access the patient, and desired position for the procedure, potential change of position, and positioning devices or equipment needed. Orthopedic patients often require specialized tables and equipment for positioning. Perioperative RN should make sure that the equipment or tables needed for the procedure are readily available, set up correctly, and verified with a surgeon before the patient enters the room. Additionally, perioperative nurses should inspect the equipment to make sure it is working properly, clean, and ready for patient use. AORN's Guideline for Positioning the Patient recommends the following strategies for success when positioning patients in all positions. Avoid extreme lateral rotation of the patient's head. Reposition the patient's head to reduce pressure during the procedure. Protect the patient's eyes by taping them closed using transparent dressings, lubricating the eyes, or placing goggles if the patient is not in the prone position. After positioning the patient, the anesthesia professional should check the airway. Do not hyperextend the patient's neck for prolonged periods. Do not let the patient's body come into contact with the metal portions of the OR bed. Do not let the patient's extremities or hands drop below the level of the OR bed. Monitor the location of the patient's hands, fingers, toes, feet, and genitals. Assess the patient's pulses after securing safety straps and monitoring devices. Position patients with spinal cord lesions in such a way that there is no direct pressure on the lesion. Monitor the patient's position proactively throughout the procedure. Make sure there are no devices or equipment resting on the patient. Make sure that scrubbed personnel do not lean against the patient.
Neurophysiological monitoring is frequently used in orthopedic patients to monitor the function of the spinal cord and can be used to identify positioning injuries. Peripheral nerves in the upper extremities or the brachial plexus can become stretched, compressed, entrapped, or ischemic during positioning. Neurophysiological monitoring also may be used to monitor and detect changes in the electrophysiological conduction of the nerves and allows for repositioning before the injury becomes irreversible. Wrap-up Correctly positioning the orthopedic patient is extremely important to prevent injury and to make sure patients are not harmed while receiving care that is intended to make them better. Failing to meet the duty of care owed to the patients may result in not only injury to the patient, but also may be viewed as negligence on the part of the perioperative team. When there is a positioning injury, the doctrine of res ipsa loquitur may be deemed applicable and the injury perceived as under the control of the perioperative team member. That is, the injury would not have occurred if the perioperative team had provided proper care to the patient. Therefore, it is important to patients and to perioperative team members to implement positioning interventions, to prevent injury to patients, and to document the care provided.